Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Ladies and gentlemen, a sentence that I never thought Ian Rappaport three weeks ago or a month ago, whatever it was, I would say, because it would not have made sense. Carson Wentz is a commander. pick in the 2022 NFL Draft, the Washington Commanders select Jahan Dotson, wide receiver, Penn State. Welcome into the first episode of the Believe in Commanders podcast. Excited to talk a little bit about the Washington Commanders. I'm your host, Brian Murphy, and I am joined by former Redskins receiver, Anthony Armstrong. I am a huge fan. I'm sure all Commanders fans are a huge fan of number 13 and all the stuff that he did for the Commanders uh, or used to be the Redskins. Uh, Anthony, thanks for joining me, man. I'm excited about this and excited to pick your brain as a former player. 100%, man. I appreciate it, Brian. I, I'm, I'm stoked to be on here and be able to like do a podcast. I've been wanting to do one. Um, and then you know, this kind of came, came about, and I'm like, man, what, what, what a better time. I mean, new team. New team name, I should say, new podcast, you know. So let's let's uh let's kick it off, man. I'm excited. Yeah, I love talking about the commanders, the football team, the Redskins, whatever they're called. They are my team through and through. So I'm excited to to talk about them and then talk about them with a former player. It's like a dream come true. So uh really excited for where this is gonna go. Obviously, it's the off season, but we all know that the NFL just never sleeps. Something is always going on, whether it's the draft, free agency schedule release we're gonna we're gonna get to it all over uh you know even in the off season and then of course as the season rolls on but you know the commanders it's a new start as you said it's a it's a new team in a lot of ways still the same old Washington um but a lot of new faces in there and none more uh important than the quarterback in Carson Wentz the commanders pull off a trade with the Colts uh back in in March I guess at this point it's it's been a couple months now what are your thoughts on Carson Wentz and how did you feel initially and maybe how have your thoughts changed as we've gotten to the draft and into the off season? Yeah, absolutely. Adding Carson Wentz, I can say initially when it happened, I was a, I was a little taken back. I wasn't overly excited. And I think it comes from the fact that it wasn't a name that anybody was expecting, you know, um, especially, you know, he was he obviously had connections to the head coach and, so it just it didn't make sense that his name would pop up. And so when it happened, you know, it was kind of like, eh. Um, but I did allow, allow a little bit, allowed myself a little bit of time to step back, uh, breathe a little bit, and, and think about it from, you know, a broader standpoint. I mean, one of the things I was looking for um, this, this team to do was to get better uh, at quarterback. They, they needed to get, get better, but I didn't want them to sell the farm, essentially. And I think they ended up making a trade, and it worked out pretty well. I think it was a pretty fair trade. Um, and then after that, the dominoes started going across the league, so that it makes you wonder, well, what if? What if we, what if we waited until Monday to do something? Would, would we have been in, the, you know, in a position to get somebody else? But at the end of the day, you got you to gotta think that we've improved at the position. You know, arguably you had the second best quarterback in the, in the, in the league, and not, not in the league, I'm sorry, in the division, mm-hmm. right? You know, behind Dak Prescott, and you have to give him his credit. Um, so that's a good thing. You do have, you know, a quarterback who's been deep into the playoffs, been to the Super Bowl. Uh, so he has a lot of experience. Um, so it's going to give you a lot of positives at that position. You know, so uh, 
I'm willing to allow him to showcase who he is and who he can be. He did have a higher QBR last year than Taylor Heineke. So that means he's making better decisions with the football. Uh, if we get better decisions with the football and the healthy offense, yeah, that could be a lot of good things going on in Washington. So right now I'm, I'm, I'm just like in a waiting, waiting to see mode, but I'm definitely expecting, you know, good Carson. Yeah, I'm with you. I was taken back a little bit too. I think it was for years hating on the guy just because uh, he was a solid player and I hated that he was in Philly. So the fact that now that I have to cheer for him was a little odd, but you're right. I think that the, the more I thought about it, the more I came around to it. I mean, I think he's definitely on paper the best quarterback this team will have had since Kirk Cousins, you know, and that's going on six or seven years ago, you know, when Cousins had that, that really great, you know, first couple of years. So, yeah, I, I'm with you. You know, I was taken aback. I was unsure. Um, I thought that maybe, you know, they could have had Indianapolis eat some more of the money. But, you know, it's the price you pay for a quarterback. You got to go get your guy. And if Ron Rivera and, and the commanders think that they, they, they found their guy, I'm okay with it. I don't think you can pay too, too big of a price uh, for a quarterback. I mean, we saw some of the other deals for – for Russell Wilson and, and, you know, what it would have cost to, to get some of these other guys, Matthew Stafford last year. So yeah. yeah, nothing wrong with it. And if he, if he plays the way he is capable of, honestly, if he, if he plays the way he did in 2021, I think this team has a legit shot at sniffing the playoffs, if not more. Yeah. No, no. And the big thing though, is, is that it felt that to get some of those bigger name players, we were going to have to give up some like young talent mm-hmm. and, if, it, if that was going to be the cost to get a quarterback when, you know, I mean, arguably you could, if, if it wasn't going to be one of those top tier guys, you could argue that there's a, a way to say, Hey, maybe we don't need, we don't need to go get him right now. Right. Like nobody really jumped out as a, like, we have to have this person. He's going to make your team better. And, you know, it takes you from zero to hero. You know, it, it, there was nobody out there like that. Yeah. Um, and, and, and no disrespect, I mean, like Deshaun Watson was there, but obviously, you know, they said, hey, we're not going to do anything until he's done with his legal issues. So, you know, you say, okay, well, let's move him to the side. And everybody else out there was like, okay, well, you know, do you want to pay that price for him? And, right. Um, would I would have loved to see Indy pay a little bit more of that 28 mil, but I mean, hey, I'm not paying for it. So I'm yeah. not sure. I don't know if it's coming out of your pocket. <laughs> no doubt about that. Yeah. So if he plays well, uh, you know, it's a, it's a win-win. It doesn't matter how much you pay if he's playing well and taking you to the playoffs for, for multiple years. And, you know, they got him under contract, I think through next year. And if, you know, something doesn't work out, they can cut bait and they're, they're right back looking for a quarterback next year without too much harm done. So I think it's overall a win-win and I'm excited for Carson Wentz. You know, I think he realizes this is his last shot and he's got to make the most of it. And I, I think that Washington, as we kind of move into more what they did in the offseason, I think they they started to surround him with some weapons, maybe not so much in free agency, but in the draft. And so that's what you got to do for Carson Wentz. I really think, and I'm, not, I'm, trying, not, I'm trying not to be a homer here, but I think that this might be the best supporting cast that he has around him with Terry McLaurin, um, Antonio Gibson, J.D. McKissick, Logan Thomas. We'll get to the rookies in a second, but I, I don't know about you, Anthony, but I think that this is – He's got some guys around him that can make some plays, and he's got to be excited about that. hundred percent. I mean, it is. It's a talented, talented offense, right? I mean, like you said, Terry is one of the best in the league. Uh, extremely underrated, underappreciated. I think they don't give him as much love as he deserves. Um, yet him, Logan Thomas, he's going to come back. He'll be healthy. 
um, get him on the field. He's a, he created mismatches. Antonio Gibson's always a weapon. He's going to definitely have the ball security that's going to be cleaned up. So I don't even want to worry about that, right? But he'll be more of a threat. Curtis Samuel, getting him out there, right? Then you you got rookies that are coming in too that are going to be able to be uh, making some plays. So as long as you don't have to give everything, put it all on Carson's shoulders. Like you don't have to do that. You know, find a way, hey, get the ball, spread it around a little bit. That, that's going to be the best case scenario. I'm excited to see what, what actually rolls out this season. I'm really excited for it. Me too. So looking at what they did in the free agency, I don't know about you, but I felt like it was a little light. I think almost more it was about who they lost. Obviously, Landon Collins, they, they released him. Eric Flowers, Brandon Sheriff signed a big deal uh, in Jacksonville. DeAndre Carter, uh, a return specialist now with the L.A. Chargers. Tim Settle in Buffalo. Matt Ioannidis in Carolina. It felt like we were losing a lot of guys. You know, I think they did a good job with signing some um, smart deals to, to, make, to plug some of those holes. But how do you feel about some of the guys that they let go and, and cut ties with? You know, some of, the, some of the moves were, you know, salary cap, you know, casualties you know, to make some other things happen, like letting go of Landon Collins. I think now I saw a post that he's potentially – he's in the mixer in conversation right. of coming back. So, you know, like when you understand the, the get that business side of things, you're like, okay, that that's strictly a, you know, salary cap move. We don't, we want you, but we don't want you at that price. And that's no offense to just how the game is played, you know? So um, it's good to be able to get him back and you could say at a discount uh, because he's still young enough to earn himself another contract. So, um, but hopefully we get him back, but initially, yeah, we lost him. Um, Losing Sheriff, but I think he knew that was coming. Right. You know, so it's like, it, but frankly, adding Norwell is is kind of like you're getting, it may not be one for one, but it's like pretty close to a pretty yep. even swap, right? You get a veteran lineman, a lot of experience in this league, got, got history with Coach Rivera. He's going to be able to help, you know, coach up those other young linemen and hopefully, you know, clean up, you know, some if there if there is happen to be a misprotection, he'll know what to do, right? Communicating with the uh, Chase LaRouille. Did I say his name right? I think you got it. Yeah, man, <laughs> boy, it's like man, I put that little check check there that box. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, he'll he'll have that veteran knowledge to share with them, to share with the center, and um, you know, getting here early, getting through the OTAs, you should see that group grow. It should really yeah. really grow together. Yeah, you mentioned Andrew Norwell. I think that was the, the biggest signing that they made. They also brought in Trey Turner after the draft, so another guy who knows Ron Rivera, another guard to kind of fill in those holes. A um, couple other names that they brought back, Bobby McCain. Uh, I thought that he played solid down the stretch last year, and you got to think that he's factoring into their plans at the safety position, so I, I, I like that there. Uh, Cornelius Lucas and Danny Johnson, they brought those guys back, and then maybe the only other – out of, uh, you know, out of house name was uh, Alex Erickson, the return specialist wide receiver played in Cincinnati. So uh, not a lot of names that they brought in, but I think you're right. I think they made some savvy deals. I think they brought in some guys to sure up the offensive line, which this team has been about, I mean, since day one for this, the, the history of this franchise has always been about the hogs and the offensive line. Maybe I almost is, wore that shirt, too. Yeah. I almost wore my hog shirt, too. <laughs> I know, and they're, they're living into it, you know, because you're right. Norwell is a veteran. Trey Turner's a veteran. And they've got some young guys like Sam Cosme, Roulier, uh, you know, Wes Schweitzer. They've got some good guys on that offensive line. I think that's going to be a real strong suit for them. 
And it, it really seems like that was a focus in free agency. Now, going to the defensive line, I feel a little bit more nervous. Tim Settle leaving, Matt Ioannidis leaving. They gave you good snaps. They, get, they made some plays when you know, they rotated on for Deron Payne and John Allen. How do you feel about that defensive line? And you know, maybe where do we think we are with those guys? I, I think that uh, they drafted the young man out of Alabama. Right. So, you know, if, the, if he turns out anything like the previous two, uh, he's going to be a good player. He's going to be able to make an impact. Um, so, you, know, you you lose two, you get him. But uh, I can't think of the other young young man name that they got. He's I think he plays a D end um, that was from Carolina or had you know had a history with Carolina as well. Yeah. Um, that's that's definitely a question mark just because you don't know when Chase is coming back and you know Montez. Um, but I I don't think it'll be much of a problem. Um, I think you're going to have to have enough bodies to rush the passer. Um, and I think linebacker is going to be the one that we really need to see show up. Um, I don't think the D line is going to have too much of an issue. Hopefully not, but yeah. pass rushers and linebackers, I see that being a, a, a major, a major point of emphasis, uh, especially the way the league is going. You know what I mean? Like you got people spread the field all over the place, tight ends that are former receivers and, those linebackers got to either be able to cover cover ground, and people got to be able to get to the quarterback. Yeah, it seems like the, they are re, Jack Del Rio and Ron Rivera relying on their guys getting healthy. Like you mentioned, Chase Young, Montez Sweat taking that next step, Jonathan Allen, Deron Payne doing their work on the inside, and then it's, it seems like with the lack of signing linebackers, they didn't draft a linebacker that they're really relying on Cole Holcomb and Jamin Davis to take that next step and to be those two guys at the linebacker position, it seems like a risk uh, to me, but I think that those guys can potentially do it. I think they have the skills. I think Cole Holcomb has shown flashes, um, and Jamin Davis is a freak athletically. I think he's just got to kind of – I think he needed a year under his belt, and we'll see how this year goes. But that will certainly be something to watch is that linebacker spot. I agree with you there. Yeah. Um, so we already, we already mentioned a couple of the rookies, but then, you know, free agency, we go into the draft. Uh, Washington held the number 11 pick. We're sitting there waiting for them to make a pick at number 11, and then all of a sudden they're off the clock. They trade back to 16. They actually get one of those third-round picks back um, from the Carson Wentz deal, get a fourth-round pick as well, uh, and they end up drafting Jahan Dotson out of Penn State. And so who better to ask about a wide receiver than a former wide receiver? Anthony, so far with what you know about Jahan Dotson and watching him, seeing him out there for the brief rookie mini camp. What are your thoughts on the guy that's going to be wearing number one, uh, Jahan Dotson, the first overall, first ever commander's draft pick? First ever commander. I mean, when I go, you, you watch him play, um, I've said it before, he just, like, on tape, he looks like me, like, because he's similar build, similar frame. Um, but, I mean, dude's a smooth route runner. He's got very, very good hands. Um, you can tell he has good quick eyes. He can he can quickly track the ball and pluck it out of the air. Um, I'm excited to see what he's going to be able to do, especially as the like like I said before, the league is is opening up and it's getting guys in space. And he's shown the ability. I'm looking at some highlights now. He's, like, he's shown the ability to win win on some press routes. You know, get deep, uh, get past some people. And if you look at the way that Teams are going to have to treat Terry McLaurin 
Terry's going to have four to six eyes on him, generally four at all times. Mm -hmm. That's going to leave whoever, anybody else, Jahan Dodson, Curtis Samuel, Camp Sims, you name it. That other person is going to have one-on-one coverage in some way, shape, or form. You're going to have to be able to win those battles. And he's shown the, shown the ability to do that in, in, in the Big Ten. You know, it's a tough conference. You know, good players he's going against. I'm excited for what he's going to bring. Um, it, it, it still wasn't one of those, quote, unquote, sexy names. But I like, the, I like how they're building this team. I think they've been able to build a team kind of in unison. You know what I mean? Like they didn't have to just take a big chunk and get a quarterback and then say, well, just to get figure the rest out later. They were able to get pieces of everywhere and, and they're building a good team. I think I think Jahan is going to fit in uh, and make a really big impact first year. Yeah, I, I'm with you and, and obviously never playing the position, but I just like how I see him going up for a ball, winning a boss. I love how I see him catching it in space and then taking it to the house. I love that he did a lot of his work against Ohio State. I mean, all how many Ohio State guys get drafted every year? And over the last two years, I forget the number, but I think it's almost 20 catches. Uh, I think he had three touchdowns against them and another a rushing touchdown. So he plays big against the biggest names, and, uh, you know, that's, that's everybody in the NFL. You're right. I, I was going in expecting to get a Garrett Wilson or a Chris Olave or – one of the bigger name wide receivers that, that we had heard talked about for months leading up to the draft. So when Jahan Dotson's name came up and that was the first overall, you know, first pick ever for the commanders, I was like, who, who, who are we talking about here? But the more I watched him, like you, I just, I'm excited about the, the big play potential. And you're absolutely right that he's going to take some attention away from Terry, which is going to make Terry better. Uh, we've already mentioned Curtis Samuel a little bit. Uh, you know, he's, he was a signing last year, but he's almost like a free agent signing this year. You didn't get much out of him last year. You're almost getting a, a, a brand new player this year. I'm really excited to see what Scott Turner does with this many weapons, with the versatility. I feel like all three of those receivers can play all over the place. You've got a couple of running backs in Gibson and McKissick who used to play receiver too, so that they can get out, out in space and catch the ball. I'm just excited for the versatility, and I'm excited to have a guy in Carson Wentz that can throw it deep, that can, that can hit a home run ball every now and then. So yeah. the more I watch Jahan Dotson, I know that it's the, the fan of me, and I'm trying to temper that a little bit, but I really am excited for what this guy can bring. No, it's it's going to be good. And, and the, they've, I think they've built the team up in a way to, to help support, uh, support, you know, Carson, like they really, you know, they, if, if they're going to be able to work in space and guys that create some separation, uh, he should be able to hit those guys. Right. He, he's shown, like I said, last year, he had good accuracy. Um, you know, he, he, he finished the, the season poorly, but we don't have to address that anymore. Right, we'll leave right. that alone. Right. We'll leave that alone. He played really well. Um, going to be a good year. I feel good about it. I'm excited. Me, me too. Well, so I'm going to go a little bit out of order with the rest of the draft. Let's stay on the offensive side of the ball and look at what they did there. So in the third round, they, they went back to the Alabama well, and they picked up Brian Robinson, a running back uh, who, you know, just seems like another Alabama running back, tough between the tackles, but then all of a sudden has speed and he breaks away from you. They also picked up Sam Howe, the quarterback from UNC, potentially a, a questionable pick. I, I want to hear your thoughts on that. Uh, that was in the fifth round. Also in the fifth round, uh, uh, 
I don't know how tall the guy is, six eight, Cole Turner, a tight end out of Nevada. Um, and then a guard, Chris Paul, not the basketball player, but a guard uh, out of Tulsa in the seventh round. So a majority of their draft was on the offensive side of the ball. And I think you said earlier, they did a really good job of kind of picking a couple of different positions to, to, to fill in some holes that they had. Uh, what are your thoughts on these offensive players that they picked from Robinson, Hal, Turner, Paul, obviously Dotson, but what are your thoughts on these offensive players that they selected? Yeah. Uh, Brian Robinson, I, you almost can't go wrong with an Alabama running back. No it's, doubt. it's getting to be that way. Right. Like, you know what I mean? Like if, if a guy goes to Bill Belichick, you're like, well, he's going to have a good season. Or if a kid comes out of Alabama, you're like, well, he's going to translate well to the NFL. Like it's showing up that way. I mean, obviously they have a good, you know, good connection with uh, the linemen that, that we tend to love. And, and now once again with Brian Robinson, what did he say? He, he had to wait behind Najee Harris, Josh Jacobs, and Damian Harris. Those guys all have success in the league. So, right. but either way, Brian Robinson, I don't think he's going to be a, like, I don't think he's a threat to, to Antonio Gibson. I just think he's a, I think he's a change of pace. Um, and he gives you that pure power running back. Um, and, and when it gets to the fourth quarter, you know, last four minutes of the game, we need to run one down. He's going to be your guy. Um, so he's bringing ball security, um, bringing depth, and he's going to take some hits off of, off of McKissick and off of, uh, off of Gibson. So I'm, I, I like those. Uh, Sam Howell pick is definitely, you know, a developmental one. Um, and I think, it's, I think it's kind of perfect no-pressure situation. Right. Yeah. Like, hey, we got a guy that we're, we, we know we have under contract for two years. Um, you know, we know we have this one guy under contract for two years in Carson Wentz. Um, so that's beneficial. Then you can bring in this other quarterback who's had some success in, the, in, in college and you can work with him. And if he ends up developing into something awesome, then great. You got him for the cheap. Mm-hmm. And if he's not developing well and you don't really like what's going on with Wentz, then you can you can go back to the draft. So it, it basically it, it checks the box, but it also leaves you wide open. Um, and and I, I'm not mad at it. I'm not mad at it. Like I said, he he had success in, in, in college. So, mm-hmm. you know, gone are the days where everybody has to go under center. Um, teams are finally starting to build offenses around the type of players that they have and their skill set. So um, there's no reason that Sam can't have success. What else we got here? Chris Powell. Chris, not Chris Powell. Lord have mercy. Chris Paul. Yeah, the big, Chris Paul. The big yeah, I mean, you need you always need depth on the O line, you know. So seventh round pick guy, he's he'll probably be on the team or on practice squad. I mean, he's if he if he develops into anything that he is on the field and he's good, like if he's on the field and he's playing starting in the you know beginning of the year, that's an awesome pick. Um, outside of that, you're really not expecting a whole lot out of him. No offense or anything. It's just that you know, hey, seventh sure. round pick. You probably have some work to do. Well, and uh, you also signed to, you know, kind of big name guards. So, you know, guys to learn from, like you said, absolutely there for depth, which is, which is huge. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then the last guy is uh, Cole Turner, the, the Nevada tight end. I mean, he just seems like he's six foot eight and can kind of catch everything. Yeah. And it says he's coming from, uh, uh, so yeah, he's, I mean, spread open. He's kind of similar to Logan, kind of similar to Logan Thomas, except he actually played 
tight end and receiver right. in college, right. not coming from quarterback. So, right. um, I mean, he, he's going to be a guy that's um, – you expect him to come out there and catch passes and, and be effective that way, not really to go and be a run blocker. Um, I mean, you know, if he wins, he wins, you know. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm excited to see all these young guys. Just the game's changed so much, you know what I mean? It's it's yeah. there's like a million receivers nowadays. I mean, the draft was so deep. Um, tight ends that you know are just absolute crazy athletes. Yeah, it, it's exciting to see. It is gonna it is gonna give Carson more weapons. So yep. I'm I'm hopeful at all the lines. Yeah, we we mentioned it earlier. We felt like Carson Wentz was getting surrounded by a bunch of weapons, and it seems like they they did that here with with Cole Turner and Brian Robinson, obviously Jahan Dotson as well. Um, but they seem like all guys that could potentially contribute at some point this season. Uh, I mean, Logan Thomas is coming off a, a late injury last year. You don't know when he'll be back to 100%. So there could absolutely be reps there for Cole Turner at tight end. Brian Robinson, as you mentioned, can always come in and finish out the game for Antonio Gibson. It seems like, you know, because he sat behind so many good running backs at Alabama, he's probably still pretty fresh. So that's a good yeah. thing. He doesn't have many reps under his belt. And so hopefully he can he can make some big runs for, for the commanders. Yeah, I really like what they did. I think you nailed it on Howell. I think he's a developmental guy that you're just kind of playing with house money. If he turns out to be something, you, you, you struck big. And if he, if he doesn't, he was a fifth-round quarterback. I mean, I think there's an old executive that said you should take a quarterback every year. There's nothing wrong with taking a guy in the fifth round, especially yeah. a guy, like you said, that has had some success. Yeah. Um, so to round out the, the draft, they drafted a, a couple of defensive guys, again, going out of order. But in the second round, Fedarian Mathis, who you already briefly mentioned, definitely want to talk about him and another Alabama defensive lineman. And then Percy Butler, safety out of Louisiana. And uh, with their last pick in the seventh round, uh, Christian Holmes, a cornerback out of Oklahoma State. What are your thoughts on these guys? I know you already mentioned Mathis a little bit about being that next Alabama defensive line. But what are your thoughts on the defensive side of the ball yeah. and draft picks? Uh, taking Mathis kind of kind of surprised me, me but too. I think I think it it surprised me. But then I, when I was looking back at how the offseason was going, like they made the decision to 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 sign John Allen. You know, they got him on all the marketing and whatnot. Um, and then you had Deron Payne. And it was like, and I was like, oh, shoot, they can't keep – they're not going to keep both of them. Right. You kind of got – knew that the writing was on the wall. Um, they just wrote it in Sharpie <laughs> and etched it in stone. That's right. <laughs> by bringing in Mathis. Um, and, and so, I mean, now, you know, the ball's in Deron Payne's court. Um, you know, do, do you want to get traded, you know, or do you want to just play out this contract, you know, probably end up, I guess, ask for a trade, but I don't know. I mean, shoot, you could try to go out there and ball, but now, now they can at least, you know, potentially trade and get some more assets, which, which, which can work out well, but it surprised me, but I'm excited to see him play. I haven't really been too upset with Alabama defensive linemen. Right. Um, Percy Butler, uh, he, he's definitely bringing in some depth, you know, at the, at the position, um, you know, we got, what you say, we got uh, McCann back. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I feel like I feel like the safety position is I feel like the really good ones are few and far between. And it's almost kind of like quarterback where you just say, hey, take one every draft. You might can take a safety all the time, yeah. you know, because you never know who's going to translate really well. So he's just one of these 
after a while, it just gets to be like, you, we don't know how this guy's going to translate. You know what I mean? Right. Um, that's, that, that's what makes it tough when you start getting kind of deep into the draft. Uh, and I'd say the same thing for, for Holmes. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, there's one thing I'm, I'm kind of fortunate. I, I'd say this, but I'm, like, I'm fortunate about the path I got to the league that, that the, the level of competition, I, it was increasing every time as I went to the league. Sometimes people come from college and they go to the league. It's a huge jump and you don't know how they necessarily translate. And so sometimes those guys that are in those later rounds, you don't know how they're going to train. You're not really sure. You expect the guys in the top, you know, top couple rounds to translate pretty easily. Um, so the, you know, Robinson, uh, Christian Holmes, I'm sorry, Christian Holmes and, and, uh, you know, Percy Butler, those guys are going to be tested going up against, you know, Jahan Dotson, Terry McLaurin, you know, so you get those big tests every single week. You, you got to show up and show out. So there's going to be great opportunities for them, to be honest. Um, I think they'll be okay. Um, but it's just one of those, they're just those guys, you got to get them on the field, see what they do. Yeah, absolutely. You can't have too many special teams guys and gunners and that kind of thing. So they're going to be able to cut their teeth uh, for sure. And we've seen, you know, you know, Cam Curl was a seventh round pick and now he's a cornerstone of this defense. So mm-hmm. they're absolutely, it's how you compete and practice and what you show and then, you know, go out there and make the most of your reps. So yeah, I'm excited, you know, obviously about all these guys and, and what they bring to the table. Obviously, we'll start to see some matchups and guys stand out as training camp comes along. Um, but I, I like what they did in the draft. I do think that at some point they could have picked up a linebacker. You know, we already talked a yeah. little bit about linebacker. Um, but it seems like they're really, you know, they, they feel like Holcomb and Davis are their guys. And, um, you know, I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt. But that's certainly going to be one of the positions that – uh, you know, I'm looking at. But otherwise, I think that they filled a lot of holes, you know, at least got some guys that, that might be able to compete for some positions and at least provide depth where you definitely need it. So it's not, you know, I hate giving a, a draft grade, obviously, because you, you haven't seen any of these guys. You've seen them in a rookie yeah. mini camp. We're seeing them now in, in some a couple of mini camps. But it's hard to give a grade, but you got you to gotta be excited about some of the potential here. Um, so pound for pound, I'm going to ask you this uh, kind of off the cuff. Pound for pound, what is your favorite pick? Or, or let's say throw in all the guys they picked up this offseason uh, for the commanders, whether it be Carson Wentz, one of the, the free agents, or a draft pick. Pound for pound, what is your favorite – who is your favorite new commander uh, for the 2022 season? Man, that's the, the way you added in all the free agents. Kind of right. It mixes it up. <laughs> Even though I know we say we did not a whole bunch – I'm I'm really glad that we got Norwell. Mm. I think like, that one's big because it's almost like you just take one guy out and then you put the other one in. And you don't because I was worried about like, okay, hey, if we go and go and get a quarterback, this big name quarterback, who's gonna protect him? You know, we gotta make sure that's sound. So it's like, okay, hey, we, we picked up Norwell. I think that gives us some soundness along the, the line. Um I'm definitely excited about if you go to the draft pick wise. I mean, I think you'd have to be excited about Dotson. Sure. You know, you have to be excited about Dotson. Then when I was looking more at at uh at the tight end, Cole Turner, since since Logan got hurt in December, he's he's not, you know, really gonna be ready to play a game. Yeah. To start a year. And then you've got you've got John Bates. You know, and Sammy Reyes, and you got Cole Turner. So that's a very thin room. I'm sure they'll add some help 
at yeah. some point. Um, but then that also means, hey, are they going to run more four receiver sets? Like, you know, so um, there'll be some different things. I, I'm always liking to see what, what you know, lesser known guy shows up. Um, we'll love to see what Dotson does, but I think Norwell's big because at least it, it settles down what the O-line would be looking like. Yeah, and I, I saw a couple of lists where he was like right up there with some of the best rated offensive linemen. For me, uh, you talked about him a little bit. Brian Robinson, I really am excited about him. I don't know that he um, completely competes with Antonio Gibson, um, but if that ball security issue continues to be an issue, I know that you think he'll, he'll figure it out. But uh, if, if he can't, Robinson's going to push him. And I just, you know, something about Alabama running backs, they just seem to do well. And I'm excited about him. I think – you know, worst comes to worst, he's a one-two punch with Gibson, and then McKissick's your third down guy. Can't go wrong with that. So I really, you know, out of all these guys, I think, you know, get, you know Dotson, Wentz, those guys are obvious, but I think a, an underdog there is Brian Robinson for me. I'm excited to see what he brings. I like that. I like that. It, it, it really does change how you, you know, like if you don't, if you, if you don't feel like you have a guy that's going to be able to, like, go and get you a first down on third and one, it changes your whole, you know, idea, your play call, right? Mm-hmm. You, you Instead of just saying, turn around and hand it to you, and then we're going to get it, now you got to try to get cute, you know, run screens and, and, and quick slants and things like that. Now defense is more aggressive. So ideally, you know, everything works together. And, yeah, and I think everything everything makes sense, you know. Yeah. Everything makes sense. I mean, people – People keep saying, well, what do we have to do to get big-name players win? Right. That, that's what you do. It's like we're not in a position to, to just assume that the big-name guys are just they, – they have to come to us because we have cap space. Like, no. Mm-hmm. People, are, people are choosing places where they can win and have some success. Yeah. Now we just have to show that we can win. Yeah, go go get 10, 11 wins, have Carson Wentz throw for 30-plus touchdowns. You're going to have some guys that might want to come to the nation's capital next year and be a commander, absolutely. So, um, yeah, so, the, you know, I'm excited for what they're doing. I think, like you said, everything kind of makes sense. It kind of fits together with what it seems like Ron Rivera wants to do out there, and now it's just kind of – all right, enough talk. Let's let's put the work in this summer and, and make it happen this fall. So, uh, you know, a pretty eventful offseason already. And, you know, we're not even halfway. We're about halfway through May. So we know that we've got the rest of the summer and we'll definitely keep you updated on, um, you know, any more acquisitions that go on throughout the year. But, you know, with where we're at, I think that uh, Ron Rivera's got to be excited with the guys he's got there. So I think that'll do it for our, our offseason recap, but obviously a lot more to go and we will talk to you soon any closing thoughts there anthony um you know what just make sure y'all keep keep some keep the old bay on on uh on full and make sure y'all have all the old bay on stock because it'll be eventful eventful for the fall yeah i love it all right so we will talk to you soon we'll go over looking at the schedule and what's coming up next so thank you for uh listening to believe in commanders uh excited to get this going and excited to have anthony armstrong alongside me we'll talk to you guys soon see y'all thank you for listening to believe 
You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.